2 Corinthians chapters 9, verses 6 through 10. The point is this. The one who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each of you must give as you made up your mind, not regretfully or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to provide you with every blessing in abundance, so that by always having enough of everything, you may share abundantly in every good work. As it is written, he scatters abroad, he gives to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. <coughs> this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Lord, we come to you to grow as your good steward. As we listen to your words, open our hearts and open our minds so that we can receive your words with our understanding and our willingness. May this word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So today is the second Sunday of our sermon series on stewardship, releasing God's blessings. Last Sunday, we talked about knowing who we are as God's stewards, and we were encouraged to be an agent of God's blessings. So I want you to take a moment to reflect on what you have done in the past week as an agent of God's blessings, and consider what you learned or felt from the actions that you performed. And let me share with you what I have done. So this week was a very busy week for me because I had so many meetings that I had to lead and I had to attend. Additionally, my oldest son, Nathan, had no school for two days, Thursday and Friday, um, which is our, normally my sermon writing days. So that being said, I had a very tight schedule to finish all the work that I need to be done this week. And meanwhile, I heard that our dear member, Carol Weaver, who had a kidney stone removal surgery three weeks ago, and also who got COVID while she was recovering from the surgery. She uh, was fully recovered from COVID. So although my schedule was tight, I, I, do not want, I, uh, I did not want to wait another week. So I visited her Thursday morning. So when I came into her room, Carol, she was sitting on a chair and she was listening to one of the TV shows. And I interrupted her by calling her out, Carol! And then she looked up and they said, oh, is it Julie, my minister? And she was very happy and she rose up 
and then she came toward me and then she gave me a big hug. And then she told me that she couldn't wait to come back home. And actually on Friday, she came back home. And then she told me how much she appreciated my visit. And she said, I made her day. And I was so happy. And she also shared with me that she got so many phone calls from you guys and while she was doing quarantine. She said our loving gestures made her feel blessed and loved. When we willingly give and share our time and our resources with one another and with others, something amazing happens. We not only bless others, but also we are blessed. Amen? Amen. In today's scripture lesson from 2 Corinthians, Paul encourages the church of Corinth to help the poor Christians in Jerusalem by giving. He says that we must give bountifully and fully, not sparingly or regretfully, because God loves a cheerful giver. He also reminds them and us that God is the source of our blessings, and God is the provider of all things that we need. And last week, I shared with you that when God created human beings, God designed the first human being to be generous, as our God, our Father, is generous. But after the time, the sin came into us. When we have limited resources or time, we, as a human being, tend to act like the little boy in this story. A father has a little boy who likes candy. One day, the father gave him, uh, gave him $2 coin and said, you can do anything you want with one of the dollars, but the other dollar belongs to God. And with a joy, he ran to the candy store but unfortunately, on the way, he tripped, and one dollar fell into the stone drain. He was sad. He got up and said, Well, Lord, there goes your dollar. <laughs> we chuckle at this story, but this little this little boy reminds us who we are, again, the sinful beings. I mean, selfish beings. We want to fill our stomach first before sharing or giving. We know that God is the one who provides everything that we need and want. However, every single day, we struggle between two different voices, whispering into our ears concerning our relationship 
with our own resources. The fourth voice is from the Spirit of God who is confirming something that we already know. The Spirit says that God is a creator, God is a provider, and God is a generous giver. And like him, God created us to be generous and bless others with what we have. Unfortunately, there is another voice, the voice of deception, that tempts us to keep our time and our treasures for ourselves. The voice tells us that if we give our time or our resources to others, we won't have enough for ourselves. We won't have enough time to complete our job, or we won't have enough money to meet our basic needs, like food or shelter, or to satisfy our wants. The voice keeps telling us to forget what the Bible says or what the pastor says, but focus on what we need and what we want. It can be challenging and a hard choice for us to make. Which voice do we listen to? especially when we have limited resources. However, the Bible teaches us that if we know who provides everything that we need for living and who governs this world that we live in, it wouldn't be a hard choice for us to make and choose which voice we need to listen to. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, encourages all Methodists to live as God's stewards this way. Earn all you can, save all you can, and give all you can. And John Wesley literally lived the, that statement. When his income was 90 pounds, he lived on 28 pounds and giving 62 away. When he made 120 pounds, he lived again on 28. And rest of them, he gave away to help those in need. He was able to live that way because John Wesley believed that everything is owned by God, whose very character is expressed in giving, and who desires that his people share in God's generosity by giving ourselves in the blessing of God's creation. Paul teaches us the same thing. He invites us into relations with God and with each other and with our community by putting our trust in God 
in recognition of who God is, the one who provides everything that we need. Paul encourages the church of Collins and us to share abundantly in every good work to help those in need and to help Christ's church in trusting that God is sufficient and God is gracious. No matter what we sow, God is going to bless it and multiply it beyond our widest imagination. The more we give, the more we receive God's blessing, and the more we can bless others. Two weeks ago, I visited Pat and John Call and heard a beautiful story about, uh, about something that happened on Halloween. Maybe you guys already read uh, the story through the newspaper. A young boy who was, was walking around the town for the trick or treat. He found an empty basket um, when he visited somebody's house. He stood before the empty basket for four seconds, and then he began to pour out all candies that he had been collecting. This beautiful story has been broadcasted and spread by word of my mouth. And whenever we hear something like this kind of a story, we can't help. But we feel something warm inside because that is what God wants us to live and to do and share what we have with one another and with others and bless others for God loves a cheerful giver. A few weeks ago, we recognized our dear member, Sylvia Kleister, as one of the cheerful <coughs> givers of Hillsdale UMC. She's not a millionaire, yet she, is, she likes giving all she can, her time, her money, and her gifts. She's over 90. I don't know her exact age. How old are you, Sylvia? 97. 97. Oh, God bless you. But since she came to this church, she has never stopped sharing her time and her gifts. She still volunteers at church. She's one of the ladies who come and help us to send a bark mailing whenever we meet. She's the one of the biggest donors of this church. If you walk out towards this fellowship hall, there is a um, donation tree. And the tree tells that Sylvia is a cheerful giver. And let me share with you a video that um, she shared her giving story. God's always been with me. He's always helped me with everything. And, and my mother always said, you can ask him anything you want. You can talk to him, you can pray to him, you can do whatever you want. And I, I've, that's always been in the back of my mind. That, that's, that's it. 
I was baptized Methodist, but I never went to, to the church. And so when I came here, I, the Methodist church was only a block away. So I said, oh, cook, I want to see, I want to go there. And so I did. I started going there. And we had no money, and it was very hard. So maybe, I don't even know how much I gave. Maybe I gave 50 cents, maybe I gave a dollar. I don't really know. But I've always felt that, that God gave me a talent because I didn't know what I was going to do when I was in high school. And all of a sudden, I was going to free school things and having learning to be a draftsman. And, and I was learning engineering and I was doing this and that. And, but it had to be him helping me because I didn't know anything about any of that. And that my job was, I, all through the years, has been wonderful. And it's because of him, because I didn't know I was going to be able to do any of that stuff. And, and the only way you can repay all of that, and the, all the blessings I've had, oh, I've had so many, you know, wonderful family and children and, and, and husband and, and everything. And I, I always felt that I, I had to give back. I felt like that, but it, it wasn't like it was giving back anything. It just felt like I had to do something. And so then as I got, I went to work and then I, I got a job and then I started giving more and more money to the church. I just always felt conscious about it. And I know we're having problems and, and I, I don't want the church to go under. It's important to me to have the church there. So thank you, Sylvia, for sharing with us your own giving story. In this video, she shared with us that she recognized that all blessings that she has received is from God. And that the reason that she gives, because that's what she wants to do. And I know that she was able to do that because it was the Holy Spirit who gave her generous hearts so that she can not only bless her church, but bless so many peoples with her time and her giving. And her giving has inspired so many. And I know each one of you can be like Sylvia. So believe the Lord who is provider. Don't hold it back what you have. Give freely and give bountifully, then God will fill your hearts. And then let me close with um, my sermon with my last thing. Here's a cup. This is an empty cup that represents us. When we came to this world, we had nothing. We came here with nothing. But by God's grace, we have been filled with God's blessings. God says, I want to bless you more. But look, the cup 
It is full already. What can we do? Anyone? Yeah, keep it away. We don't want to waste our blessing. So God wants us to share our blessing with somebody. Oh, <laughs> not sparingly. Ooh, but freely, abundantly. So that God can bless us again. So as you go out this week, please remember that God created you in his purpose. You are the one that God has chosen to be God's agent, to share God's blessings with others. So give freely, give abundantly, not sparingly, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. <laughs>